not seen that. Hello there, and welcome to Fan Critical <laughs> and this latest edition of How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Whereas mm. the uh, kids are calling it Hatifinst. Yeah, stealing my gags. Yeah. Catchy. <laughs> Certainly in Finland. So, yeah, that's how it would sound there, wouldn't it? That's good. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> no worries. Well, welcome one and all uh, to this latest episode um, where we discuss some films that that have been hiding in our closets. <laughs> yeah, no, there's more to it, John. Closets. Give me a sec. Uh, <laughs> some films that have been hiding in our closets of shame. Films that maybe for years we've mm. pretended to have seen or have just hidden from the truth. Um, this all started, actually, started started about a year ago, I think, when uh, when I revealed I hadn't seen Robocop, to much disdain mm. from my fellow fan-critical members. Um, yeah. And since then, we have Wanker. we've come across some absolute shockers. There have been some terrible misses that dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah, Sorry, good. <laughs> Don't know why. Um, it's ro- Robocop. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. I know that now because I have seen it. Um, but I would say now, I would say now, given the the caliber of some of the films that some of us in the fan critical family haven't seen, I'd say Robocop is kind of a middling movie yeah there have been some shockers um i'm gonna say that today's isn't quite in that shocking ballpark it's a film that i love and we'll come to it very soon uh and i know it's a film that a lot of people love but it is a little bit of a cult classic um without going mm. into too much detail uh i'm going to introduce the rest of my panel mem- members today by likening them to a character from this film. And if you haven't worked out what film it is, you will have by the time I'm done. Um, first of all, we have our very own Dread Pirate Roberts, our bringer of terror. It's John. Hello, John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, take that one. Definitely <laughs> happy with that. I, yeah. thought it, I thought it'd be more of a Fezzik. Well, nearly. I, I've, the, got, I've got in my notes crossed out our Greenlandic giant... Uh, John, but yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. we've got our our very own Inigo Montoya, our swashbuckling Lucy. How are you, Lucy? Hey, cool. Yeah, happy now that I'm Inigo. Yeah, I we I might be Buttercup. We get all the all the. Why would you be Buttercup? You're, you're the least Buttercup uh, out of all of us. The fresh beauty. Mm, that is true. Um, well, that's fair. And long hair, but yeah, no, I'm much happier. Okay, Good. long hair checks out. No, these are... <laughs> yeah. And? Yeah, and the rest. <laughs> Especially today. Good. Um, uh, yes, our, our Inigo is uh, is slightly hungover today, but um, looking dashing as ever. Well, spot on. Still would be, seeking he? vengeance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, look, some, some, some very happy campers thus far. Uh, we also have our... Rodent of unusual size, um, our very own swamp rat, Len. Uh, hey, mate. Mm. Oh, good. You've got the hair for it at the I was, moment. I was really hoping you would team me up with, uh, you know, Vicini, and then I would just go, that's inconceivable. Yeah, I thought about it. Shit I thought like about that. it. I thought, you're not, you're not fast enough on the draw for that kind of thing. But maybe you would have been, so um, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. And I am the host today. I am our... Damsel in distress. Gaz, aka Buttercup. Um, welcome to mm. today's How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Which is all about 
the Princess Bride. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Now, who had not seen the Princess Bride? Well, listeners to our, uh, our incredible um, alternative podcast, uh, not all sequels are created equal, may have heard a couple of weeks ago um, an absolute drubbing that took place, uh, an hist- a historic event drubbing. where, where uh, there was a 3-0 victory uh, for a one route. particular podcaster. <laughs> now, that particular podcaster... Uh, proposed a sequel to The Princess Bride. Just sham. Um, that particular podcaster was me, of course, and I was up against a fair, fair old Len here, who revealed in his in his, you know, his defeat, revealed that he had never seen The Princess Bride. Why is that, Len? Why have you never? Why why had you never seen it? <clears throat> yeah, this is a weird one. I have no idea why I haven't seen this film. You'd barely sort of, you'd barely heard of it. Yeah, I'm going to use my little air quotation marks here. I love cult classics. Now, <clears throat> do I think this is a cult classic? I don't know. I don't know. And we'll get into my thoughts on the film later. But it is a kind of film that I would like to watch. Uh, especially, th- I'm thinking about things like Labyrinth. I'm thinking about things like Never Ending Story. Mm. I'm thinking about, though, that is the vibe genre that I put this film in. And I love all those films, absolutely adore them. So to not have seen this one is interesting to me. And then it started a couple of things turning in my head, like, why haven't I seen this? Why haven't I heard about it? And we'll get onto that in my thoughts a bit later. But yeah, I guess it just escaped me at the time, or there wasn't anyone around me that could steer me in the direction of this film. Yeah. You know, um, I know you came to it late, Gaz, so you weren't there to talk about it. There was clearly... My parents didn't don't know this film. You know, they're quite filmic. They didn't know anything about this film, so <laughs> yeah, I just missed it. Just missed yeah, the boat. Fair enough. And it was made in the year of my birth, nineteen eighty seven. So we we you don't know, accept that as it's an quite, excuse. It, it could, yes. Okay. Fine. Maybe I did see it as a baby, like when I was just like being, you know, swaddled. Is that what it is? Just swaddled. <laughs> Go to court for that. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah. no, I mean, we know that your parents sat you down in front of Child's Play when you were like Child's five, Play. So. Correct. Did, didn't <laughs> yeah. give you milk in your cereal, so yeah. <laughs> didn't give you milk, what? only sugar. And oh, Robo- Ro- Robocop was the first film that I owned uh, on VHS at the age of five. So Child's Play at four, <laughs> Robocop at five. Like seeing Murphy get shot to shit at the age of five was harrowing. No, he um, was like 25, And yes, mate. John... Give him some milk. <laughs> and, and John, yes, I was no milk in my cereal, just four teaspoons of sugar. Why? Actually, sorry, tablespoons of sugar. <laughs> Let me correct why? that. Mm. What's going on there? That's, why? That why? That's that's just the way I was raised, mm. you know. So Joy Explains Leonard, a lot. that's the way she raised me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were a sugar family. We're a sugar family here. Mm. No milk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we. <laughs> oh, that's such a good Simpsons quote. <laughs> First, you get the sugar. <laughs> the women then you get the power yeah Um, so good all right thanks len for enlightening us to the twisted world of your upbringing no worries um hey lucy can you maybe tell us a little bit about your experiences of this film sure um it's a film that i always think of as being like a long established classic but actually i don't think i saw it until i was probably like late teens maybe even early 20s, like maybe at uni. 
which is again a bit weird um and I loved it and I think even when you did your sequel to it Gaz I said oh it's one of my favorite films um I remember Aaron hadn't seen it and they were screening it at the British Museum a few years ago so I bought tickets for us to go and watch it all outside it fucking pissed it down so we had to leave <laughs> about 10 minutes in it was a bank holiday August it was raining dogs and cats. so it literally was so we had to leave because you were just sat on the ground and there was no shelter um and yeah I really loved it and watching it again you know what I noticed first thing this is a Christmas film it's set at Christmas I don't know how I'd ever not noticed that mm. at the beginning yeah he gives he gives me a Christmas present. What? No. And there's like Santa Santa's in the background. Oh, yeah. 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 I'd never yeah. noticed it. Um watching it again, you know, I I I did feel like I don't think this is one of my favourite films anymore. I feel like that moment has passed <laughs> for me. I still enjoyed it. So like if that's like a Sunday afternoon film, like perfect. <laughs> and it's very comforting to me, um, and nostalgic. But actually watching it, I was like, I don't really remember a lot of this. Like I don't, mm. I know what happens, but I can't remember how we get there. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to blueberry it or is it just yeah, our I think, experiences? Well, well, it? While we're with you, let's, um, let's okay. hear your bloob score. So I would actually give this a four blueberry. Um, upon, I think a lot of my memories of it were just mm. of the feeling rather than of actually watching it. Uh, but I did, I still really enjoyed it. Still think it's really good. Um, some, I think stuff like Wesley... I think I used to see the woodenness as part of the character. And now I'm like, is he just not that great an actor? Kerry Elwes, however you say his name. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it has a, it, obviously it's dated. It's as old as I am. We're all aged. Oh, bloody um, hell. But no, I give it four blueberries. I love it. Still a classic. <laughs> Would watch it on a Sunday afternoon. It's sort of thing I should watch now. Hungover, a bit delicate. Just mm. sit and watch it. Um, yeah, I think I give it four. I do think it's a cult classic. It's nostalgia driven, um, and it's very enjoyable to watch. And now that you've got the uh, the idea of the sequel in your mind, it will never. Yes. It doesn't quite live up to. It will the never be the same. Mm. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, sorry, so I was mm. about that. Mm. Yeah. Cheers. Um, all right. Well, thanks. Thanks, Lucy. Um, Johnny. Johnny. Hey, you alright, mate? Hey, how you doing? How's it going? Um, yeah, good. Uh, Lucy makes such a good point, like as ever. <laughs> you, Which one? <clears throat> Tell me one of them. Uh, okay, <laughs> so this, so if you watch this film and assume that it is all tongue in cheek, then actually there's some amazing performances. Like if you watch it thinking that the whole thing is a parody, it's brilliant. But then there's part of me that there are certain scenes where they actually do look like they are trying to act. And it's like, yep. are they just shit at acting? Mm. Is this mm. is this actually a rubbish film? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a di- it's a difficult one. <laughs> because, mm. yeah, like, I mean, some of it is just so, again, like 87. Quite a lot of the humour is, is, is like ahead of its time. In in, yes. in a way, um, I would say, yep. uh, what's what's the prince's name? Humperdinck. Humperdinck. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell! When he's tracking them, he's hilarious. Like, absolutely, yeah, cracks it's very me up. funny. But then, like, and, but you out. sort of see that his character is supposed to be like that. Mm. Um, yeah. Whereas everyone else, it's a bit like. I mean, look, I'll give 
Andre the Giant a pass. Yeah. I love him. I think he's great. <laughs> no, I but it's like... Yeah. I had to have subtitles on though, didn't I? Yeah. Did you actually? I had to have them well, on. Well, he's French. Genuinely. Um, yeah, no, it's not even just that. It was even... So I found... I found even Inigo, and I'm not bad with accents or anything like that. I, and I do watch a lot of stuff with subtitles, but I did find this, the audio, to be very terrible at certain points. I had to all switch right. the subs on. You quiet, pipe down. All right, we'll come to you yeah. in a second. You Sorry. Can, um, you can complain then. Sorry. But uh, I, I have to agree in terms of, like, this doesn't resonate uh, with me as, as, like, a childhood film. Like... I mean, short circuit, which is rubbish. Um, oh my god, what a film! It's it's rubbish. <laughs> um, but short circuit two is better. We all agree. We all yeah, agree. I mean they're both Sorry. terrible films. But but again, I'm I, Johnny Five. I love it. Sorry, I absolutely I'll love it because that's like that's my childhood. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, labyrinth, never ending story. Mm. Correct. Batteries Correct. not included. Um, oh my lord, what a film! That. And then you get like random ones, like I mean, Gremlins is is a level above all of those. I oh. would say, Critters, Tremors, like oh, you I love know, tremors. amazing, amazing. Yeah. So like the, these are all films that, as an adult, I would go, oh fucking hell, I remember, I remember watching that as a kid. Princess Bride, mm -hmm. not really. And it's like, well, why doesn't it resonate? It's a bit weird. I, uh, but I, I rewatched it last night. Uh, and me and Michelle, we were like, yeah, actually, it's quite, it's hilarious. Um, and I do wonder why kind of, uh, I mean, you've said the lead's name, like, like it's such a weird name, isn't Carrie it? Carrie yeah. El Yeah. But you do sort of look at it and Carrie go, Carrie Elwes, yeah. why is it he didn't kick on from this film? And it is probably because he can't really He's act that not really that, that good, well. no. Yeah. I think his next film after this that was big was what Robin Hood Men in Tights, which was he's like a playing box the same stinker, the same so. character in that as well. He's yeah. in, um, I watched a very good yeah. film actually with him in called Glory, um, starring Denzel Washington. I think it's like 1989. Matthew Broderick, definitely watch it. It's great. He's not in it much, yeah. but he is in it. But, but, but yeah, we he were didn't thinking kick off. Of, we were thinking about films where he made an impact afterwards, and it's like. Saw. I mean, he's in Saw. Yeah, he's, he's terrible in, liar, in that. Liar. Yeah. He's good in that. Yeah, liar, liar. He's good in liar, liar. The claw. <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, I love the claw. So yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, as a film, I enjoy it, and if I watch it, assuming that the whole thing is is a piss take, then yeah, four bloobs. Um, mm. But I don't know. I, I I I could I could see Len ripping this film apart. To be honest. Um, no, but, uh, I think he's going to like it. I think he's going to like it. I think um, I think you're both wrong. It's excellent, and it's it, <laughs> what did John it, give it? Four. We like it's, it. I know you like it, but <laughs> did John give it a four? Doubting, yeah, he gave you? it a four. You're doubting its credentials or its its intentions, and you're wrong about that. It is meant as a parody. Mm. It's meant to be a mm. a like? convention bender. Um, and but is it I, even that though? It is, yeah, yeah. And it's funny. It's fucking funny. And I won't have a word said against it. Yeah, it is funny. Um, we like it. I think you've, that... you've still you've still got like a damsel in distress that can't do anything until this guy saves her, and she is fucking useless. Mm. Like Buttercup is. Yeah, useless. I I literally did I did say that to my partner watching this film. I said if this is a parody, it's not doing a very good job 
uh, with the female lead right, role. Again, it I was like, come, come, to you, could, come to you in a minute, all right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, sorry. I think the, the, the humor in it is like, it's very, it's very British, actually. Which is, I think, it's really interesting. It is like Monty it's Python type thing. Yeah, and it's yeah. a film. It's yeah. a film that it's, not. it's interesting. <laughs> you know, John, you made some excellent comparison points. I think, particularly with Neverending Story and Labyrinth, and um, I'm looking at Len's face. Yes, I know you made those exact comparison points earlier as well. And it it yeah. does. It's got it's got very similar. Um, it's got very similar like fundamentals to those types of movie and and i think labyrinth in particular it it really reminds me of and and it's just it's got a very kind of low budget late 80s british vibe and it's so weird Mm. that it just Mm. it, it didn't kick off in in the uk that's why that's why you two that were old enough probably oh no you one that was old enough when it came out um didn't actually see it, in it, because I think. it, it, it <laughs> but it wasn't big it wasn't big in the uk <laughs> it did do pretty well in in the us and it became an absolute cult classic in the us and i think it just never really n- never really made it across the atlantic for for some unknown reason yeah like may- maybe it is that like because I, I don't even remember it being on tv as a kid yeah no certainly not no, on Christmas, I don't think which it is was. where you would be like yeah yeah um, i think it, it feels like something gained, like licensing like... It gained legendary status. Mm. It's always on Channel 5 now. That's when I see it. Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> just one off. It's on again. Um, <laughs> I, I love it, though. I think it's really funny. I think that the acting... I think Carrie, I think Carrie L was, is, is doing his bit deliberately. Um, and I think he's very good at it. I think, that's, I think he's a great character. Um, all of that, Inigo, amazing. Um, yeah, he is very good. Vicini, I love, I love him so much. He's hilarious. So funny. Um, I think this is a great film, and it gets five blueberries for me. Len, mm. Mm. this is your opportunity to discuss. Now? You have ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> great you know what you're catching me in a in an interesting day because today me and my partner are doing a lord of the rings <gasps> marathon the whole way can through. i come too and this is we're just in between we just finished two towers a long podcast and then we're doing return of the king after this so you know i'm watching the absolute top 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 cinema at the moment however Last night, I watched uh, I watched Princess Bride with high expectations because <laughs> of the way that you guys talked about it in the sequels podcast. I was sitting there thinking, "Well, I've I've missed a cult classic," and I'll go back to this cult classic thing again. John's touched on Labyrinth and stuff like that. Um, I watched this film in utter disbelief at how you consider it to even be good. In fact, I was watching this film thinking, am I on a Worst of Netflix podcast tomorrow? Ooh. Or are we doing a How the Fuck Have You Seen? Uh, uh, have not seen that? Now, let me speak. Now, let me, let me say, uh, Worst of Netflix now, starring John and Gaz. Listen. 
<laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yes, free promo. Um, what I will say is that there are some very funny moments in this film. Um, I will say I had to get up to a certain point in the film to sort of go, right, okay, I think they're trying to be funny. Now, <laughs> it's worrying when you have to sit there and go, I think that's what they're doing. Um, the moment that it that swung it for me, and we'll talk about it in the scenes, was the reverend at the wedding. That made me piss my <laughs> pants. That was so funny. Well, hold funny. on. That is that was no, funny. I've got to interrupt here. You can't, um, you can't come on here. You no, can't come on here going, wanna... this is a worst of Netflix mo- movie, and then say that it had a scene, no, a comedy no, scene it in mean... it that made you piss he your pants. He said that he thought that at the beginning, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't let me finish because Gareth's just getting very protective over this film, which is fine because he loves it. And, and that I was the legendary Peter Cook, that reverend. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Oh. Um, so I came to this film, obviously, with high expectations, but ultimately I think it, it it's at odds with itself because I think John hit the nail on the head. Is it? He says, is it? Is it a parody? And if it is a parody... I don't think it nails it at all. I think it treads this line where it's like kind of sort of halfway house between the two. It doesn't go far enough one way to make me think this is definitely a parody, in which case, you know, some moments are very, very good. I mentioned the reverency. We'll talk about scenes in a minute. But a couple of things that those cult classics for me have as well is we talk about Labyrinth as an example. Labyrinth just destroys this film in every single aspect. Not only have you got a much more iconic sort of charismatic, you know, David Bowie is the Goblin King, for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> you, you also have incredible character creation with puppetry, um, animatronics, um, things that really... And it's the same with Neverending Story. It's the same with Gremlins, Critters that John mentioned. All these films... They focus on such great puppetry and great fantasy building. This world is so plain Jane, you know, that it doesn't really lend itself to anything fantastical that really captures my imagination. You know, we have the fire swamp and the only bit of puppetry, which I will reference, is the rat, which I am apparently characterised as (laughs) in this podcast. Um, The rat is hilariously shit. Obviously, Obviously is hilariously shit. But... But, you know, you don't have that sort of Jim Henson puppetry. Another great one, Dark Crystal. Amazing cult classic film, which if you haven't seen the Netflix series, definitely check it out. Awesome. But the original, you know, was, you know, very pioneering in the puppeteering world and the creation and the story behind these characters. This obviously is trying to be something. I just don't know if it ever nailed what it was trying to be. Um, There are funny moments. Did I enjoy myself? Did I have a good time watching this film? And this comes back to the age-old question of if you didn't watch the film at a certain age or a certain time in your life, it loses a bit of that special edge. If I had watched this film when I was younger, a bit more sort of like, and, I, and it's one of those things that you go back to and remember that we, we've talked about so many times on, on these podcasts about you have to remember where you were watching this film, when you watched this film, who you were with, the experience you had watching it. Maybe it would hold a special place, maybe a more special place than obviously just watching it now. It it, it just didn't resonate with me in any way. Um, and if I were to rank it, it would like all those films that John listed, it's give worse me a than. Score. And I wouldn't give something like, 
I'm going to give it two blueberries. <laughs> I, I think it goes for something and never hits it. Never hits it. And 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 it's just not for me. It's just not. If, if you said, give me a cult classic to watch, I'll watch any of those other ones that we've listed in this podcast before this. This would be way down on my list. Um so yeah, it just it just didn't work for me, guys. I'm sorry, Gaz. I don't want to upset you. That's what my opinion. This is this is it's a it's an opinions game, you know. That's fine. Um, I just you know for 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 a reference point for you, okay. Rotten Tomatoes. We 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 use that as our as our reference of choice. <laughs> yes, we do. I I actually haven't looked at this, so I'm okay. fascinated to see what it would be. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something slightly different here. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to take two films that you've brought up, and and we'll talk about yeah. um, Princess Bride as well. One of them has a tomato meter score of seventy three percent. One of them has a tomato meter score of seventy nine percent, and one of them has a tomato meter score of ninety seven percent. The films are Labyrinth, Dark oh, Crystal. Wow. And the Princess Bride. What do you reckon, Len? What order do you reckon those are in? Uh, you're going to tell me that Princess Bride's 97. Dark Crystal will be the worst because it was quite badly received at the time. People have understood now it's actually much better than it was. Uh, and I'd say the middle one was Labyrinth. Mm, partly right. Uh, it goes Labyrinth on 73%, Dark Crystal on 79 and The Princess Bride on 97%. Audience score, 94% compared to Labyrinth is 86 and Dark Crystal's 81. A delightfully postmodern fairy tale, The Princess Bride is a deft, intelligent mix of swashbuckling, romance and comedy that takes an age-old damsel in distress story and makes it fresh. And I could not agree more. Um, but you are mm. entitled to your I think own opinion. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally entitled. Some films just don't work for people. And the problem with and me and John have talked about Rotten Tomatoes before, um, when we talk about Marvel stuff as well, aggregate scoring doesn't, it just means that everyone said that film is above 50%. Yeah. Now, take that however way you want to take it. That Everyone could have said that film is a 6 out of 10, Gareth, and it gets 100%. It's just aggregate scoring like that. For me, it doesn't necessarily work. We do reference it because it is a good barometer, and I completely take that on board. Um, but for me... I I just can't see a comparison between the creativity behind things like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and then this. It, 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 for me, it's it's chalk and cheese. There's just not there's just not the creativity, the, not the the storytelling, not the uh, character so, creation. Yeah. I'll, I'll go um, I'll go another group then. Yeah. It's not there IMDb. Um, eight point one, <laughs> eight point one for uh, Princess Bride, seven point four for Labyrinth. Let's move on from the scores, I think. On, on let's just let's be fair. This things. is not a two blueberry film. That is an outrageous score, and you. But that's Len's opinion, so you need to yeah, you need to have a word with it. yourself. Now, in terms of the box office, it's it's known as a cult <laughs> classic, not necessarily because it failed in the box office. It was it did all right. It actually it made a bit of money, um, but its its popularity has grown since the year it came out. It's definitely it's been a slow burn. Um, what I reckon we should we should move on to is uh, maybe a little rundown of some of our favourite scenes. Um, 
Then we'll skip you because you don't like the film. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, what's uh, what was your what was your favourite scene in this movie? And has it changed? I, like... I wonder if it's changed over time. I like the scene with Vecini and Wesley. <clears throat> I just think the the dialogue's really funny when they're doing the um poison the poisoning and the drinking the wine. That's good. That's good scene. <laughs> I just think he's really funny. Wallace Shaw, yes. like his performance, just the things he says and the dialogue uh, is really funny. He's good. He's like, so you've made your choice, not remotely. Like just the way he speaks is so funny, and he just. The way he's psyching himself out. I love the phrase, never start a land war in Asia. Don't really know what it means, but I just yeah, that's, think that that's is a good, very that is a good line. That um, is a good line. And I just think, yeah, I like that scene. See, this, this confuses me because I can't stand mm-hmm. him. What? Really? I can't stand Inconceivable. him. Inconceivable. Yeah. Oh, man, honestly. Like, uh, like I was half See, tempted sort to of leave the room here. Like, every time he's on. <laughs> he doesn't last long, to be fair. <laughs> Oh, oh thank fuck! <laughs> yeah. I, you know, but <laughs> thank fuck I, for that. I, yeah, I, I I don't get it. Maybe it's his voice. Maybe it's the way he looks, um, which is a harsh thing to say, mm. actually. But um, <laughs> the weird looking just, fella. Ouch! It's just yeah, the inconceivable line. I was like, shut up, shut oh, yeah. up! Like, can, get rid of this guy, <laughs> yeah. man! Like, you know, it's um. Uh, and uh, look, clearly I'm wrong because you know everyone else thinks he's bloody hilarious. But I, I was just like, I just can't stand the noise that's coming out of this little man. Who's <laughs> uh, Rex in the uh, Toy Story? Well, no, I get that. You know. Oh yeah, he so, is. Yeah, yeah. that's good. He's also, well, he's, he's also he's in, all right as a. Uh, he's in Gossip Girl as well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The and new Clueless. one or the remake? <laughs> the, 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 old the old one. one. And mm. Clueless, yeah. He's in all of them. No, um, I, I couldn't stand him. So when he dies, that's good. Um, that's my favourite scene. Be, yeah, that's that scene. It's got to be the jewel, isn't it? That's great. That is that is quite fun. But the whole time I'm watching, I'm watching Wesley, and I'm just like, who is this shit? Z-? I mean, I knew it was Wesley, obviously, at this point when they did the jewel. <laughs> that would be hilarious if you didn't switched on quickly. Ooh, I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> Why is he dressed up as a shit Zorro? Like it is, it is literally Zorro. I was just sitting there going, "He's fencing. He's got the black mask." I was like, "I just can't. I can't unpicture Zorro here." And he's got the sort of witty repartee that Zorro has, um, you know. And I was just sitting there going, "This is. I. I'm confused. Very fun. Uh, that scene's quite fun. But- I like Anigo. I like Anigo more later. I feel like." He is so charismatic. Like it's really actually cool. mad. Mandy Patinkin. He, just like he's the wow. best character in this film. Yeah, he's the best character in this film. But the jewel here, I do like the bit where he's like, um, where he's like, "Do you want me to throw you the rope?" And he's like, "I'm taking my time." That's quite funny. Um, that's quite good. Um, and the jewel, the subsequent jewel, is 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 good as well. So it's not a bad scene. I t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what um, I love about that shit, scene. Sorry. Um, you've obviously got the whole thing about. You know, you're good, but there's one thing you don't know is yeah. I'm actually right-handed. Mm. And then obviously later on, he's yeah. like, well, yeah, well, actually, so am I, so don't. And I'm like, oh, here we yeah. go. This is going to get interesting. It's so um, good. But, but I'll tell you what I love about this. It's the set. It's just so old school. Yeah. I love it. Uh, absolutely it is old school. love it. It is. The bit where, so every time they like land on the set, you can see like the <laughs> crash mats. It's great. Yeah. I love it. It's just, it's a sort of film where um, it's like, 
uh, it benefited from like being on VHS where everything was a little bit fuzzy, like, uh, fuzzy, blurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very charming. You don't, you don't see the boom mic or anything like that, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. And yeah, you're right. It's um, but this is the sort of thing where it is charming because it's a bit shit, but mm. it's allowed to be shit. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I love that scene, and and actually. Like in terms of the choreography and stuff, it look it looks good. It, mm, like, it's it, not bad. it looks like how a jewel would be. It's not over the top. Like I mean, fucking hell! I've been watching a I've been watching a little bit of the Matrix recently in the build up to obviously yeah. watching the trailer for the new directions. Um, and some of that is just fucking so stupid. Like things get lost not- in CGI. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Matrix, the, the Matrix sequels, absolutely abysmal. Yeah. But you take the Matrix, it's called Unreal. Yeah. Unreal, yeah, yeah. Unreal. Oh, yeah, um, Unreal. So, you know, watching something like this where it's like it's all happening and it's a bit messy mm-hmm. as well. I love it. It's good. It's charming. So that was my favorite scene. Thanks, John. Yeah. I think any scene with an ego is good. Um, you know, maybe... <laughs> I, I like the one where he confront, um, confronts the, his arch nemesis. That that is a good scene, and the reason I want to highlight that scene is because did George R R Martin take complete inspiration from Almost this? Almost certainly. Almost um, certainly. He because he's goading him with the same line over and over again, just as Oberyn does to the mountain. And I was sitting there going, "Oh, okay, George. Okay, I like this. I like what you've done here. And I, I thought that was quite a powerful thing to do. And obviously at the times pre, I think he'd only just written the first Game of Thrones, maybe at this stage. So to have that sort of reference in my mind made that scene a lot more powerful. Um, and it made me think it is quite a powerful device um, if, to yeah. keep repeating but that. If George R. R. Martin had who done this, this then obviously you'd have yep. Fezzik would like... <laughs> <laughs> turn heel come in and just poke an ego's eyes out as all the kids watching the yes, film scream crushes, mm, yeah um that'd be crush good, his skull yeah. yeah that would be good and it would make perfect sense <laughs> um no so i i watched that scene completely like oh yeah this is cool because it's reminding me of game of thrones i like an ego i want him to have his vengeance um and this guy's a total dweeb like this is the thing about this like we're talking about is it a parody or not like like this character count rugen other than the scene where he just turns and runs away <laughs> is just a normal character it's just yeah it was just hilarious it's just a normal character before that point like like everything about him is trope and yeah. and that's he does fairy tales it's, it? it's the same you, with you need you need some foundational yeah, exactly, elements but, of a fairy tale otherwise yeah i know otherwise it's got no relation to the thing that it's parodying no i know i just want it to be a bit funnier like he should have a few more funny I mean, you pissed lines yourself at one point. Um, it was quite a funny film. But <laughs> not yet yeah, from a from a sideway character. <laughs> like, and I don't know if it was trying. To, and at this, I'm still questioning. Like, obviously, it's trying to be funny. But at the time, I was like, oh, okay, that's trying to be funny. Um, but yeah, I like the scene. I like the duel, um, and I like the fact he gets his vengeance because that's very cool. It is a bit I'm mental glad didn't how spare him. he takes one in the stomach and he's dying. Yeah. And then suddenly he's like, Do you know what? Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to die now. Oh, okay. I like that. So <laughs> like I just went off script. Yeah. No, you, what are you doing, man? Determination. Yeah. You meant to die here. Determination yeah, no. and strength and of and virtue is enough to overcome even the most mortal of wounds. 
Um, <laughs> it's very true. And COVID, but if you listen to some on I, Facebook. I was, so, well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, if, yeah. on Facebook, yeah. Get vaxxed. But, um, but even the bit where they're at the window, they're just having a chat. I'm sitting there going, he's bleeding out here. <laughs> get him on a horse and get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he needs Mad. medical attention. Yeah, um, seriously. All right, lovely. I mean, it's annoying. Uh, my scenes have been covered. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. the fight. Take the red, the wedding scene. That's funny. <laughs> the wedding scene is funny. Um, when, when he just goes, uh, what does he say? He says, dear we were wubbed. I just cracked <laughs> up. I, could, I couldn't hack it because I, I, I really was not expecting that. Like that was the moment where it did catch me genuinely off guard. And that is the most Monty yes. Python this film yeah. goes. Well, like that that was proper Monty <laughs> Python. Well, um, yeah. But, like, but Peter Cook is, obviously he's on that like British comedy like legend level, so yeah, um, <laughs> I yeah, and it and that that, that really took. So me. I I knew that I was going to go last, so I wrote down <laughs> three scenes, um, and they were uh, the the fight between Wesley and Inigo, obviously, um, yeah, they were the um, uh, Vicini's death scene um, with uh, with with the the poison, and then. The other thing that I wrote was actually something that has been covered in the opposite way. Anything with Vicini in it. Um, <laughs> just all of it. Just all, all of it. it. <laughs> I loved it. I love it. I love, I love it. I love the line when he says, inconceivable. You might remember when yeah. he says that, John. And uh, <laughs> Once or twice. And yeah. Inigo goes, oh, yeah. God. Inigo goes, I do not think yeah. that word <laughs> means what you think it you means. You keep on using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. That is also so another good. classic line. Absolutely classic. All right, line. so let's uh, let's add a couple more things. Um, kid from the Wonder Years. What's, what's his name yeah, again? Yeah, Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Hold on, hold on, hold on, He's... hold on. Let's settle down here because we've got a quiz coming soon. So I'm just, I'm wary. Oh, sorry. All right. Oh, but you fine. know, his Peter Falk, who played his granddad, died yesterday. He died yesterday. Yeah, literally the day after I watched it, I was like, "Oh, oh wow. he's dead." Oh, it was Columbo. Like, Len, did you tweet him saying that the film's rubbish and then he died? <laughs> Someone hates it. Two blueberries. <laughs> Only two blueberries. Oh, no, I would never do that. R.I.P. I would never do mm. that. I wait for him to listen well. to the podcast, which unfortunately he can't now. But <laughs> bloody hell, yeah. having a go. <laughs> um, it was Columbo, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's a bit mad. Um, but yeah, but the kid from the Wonder Years, yep. Fred, Fred Savage. Yeah, he's he's a cute kid, isn't he? Yes, he is a right. good kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. He's... Obviously, he then grew up to be mole in Austin Powers. But um, but yeah, like he, he's he's cast so well in this. Yeah, I like uh, those and scenes. Obviously, as a dad, um, and Lucy as a, as a mum, mm-hmm. and soon to be Gaz and Len as dads, parents not together, not together, but sort of. You know, you'll you'll appreciate more of that because it's uh, yeah yeah I loved yeah. it yeah it's very um, the other thing that I wanted to mention um, which me and Mich- I mean I mention it every time it happened but every time you see um, Andre the Giant's hand on like someone's <laughs> head or near yeah. a face Whoa. Yeah. it's just like look at the size of his hand yeah, he's a big boy. it's mental yeah it yeah. is mental yeah he's very that's good it. I like do him you think that's why they called him Andre the Giant because yeah, he's big. Know. Andre Big Hands. <laughs> Andre Big Hands. <laughs> Little hands. It's ironic. Um, 
yeah. I will give a little <laughs> shout out to the scene where there's a couple absolutely ridiculous scenes that just really didn't work for me. Um, one that, that <laughs> did work for me more. Um, I mean, I hate the suction cup scenes before we even get into that. I was just like, what is this? This is this is trying to be Blackadder, but terrible. Uh, and then it, uh, <laughs> the, the scene with the guy who t- tries to bring him back from being mostly dead. Being um, Crystal. That's, that's good. That was there was yeah there was some really good funny lines in there and I was like this guy's good this guy's got charisma um, yeah. I'm not guy, a witch this, I'm your wife. this guy's going somewhere yeah it's Billy Crystal <laughs> yeah that that was good I turned to Mel because she's a paramedic I said are you are you taking notes here because he said he's mostly dead and he's got this blowing device out I was like you got one of those in the ambulance or what she was like yeah taking notes so good did that yeah um all right well look. I, I'm still not convinced you've watched the film, seeing as you've given it two blueberries and two. Oh, should we talk about it. some perform- I lo- I love talk about how- performances? Performances? Yeah, we can do, but I just love how deflated Gaz is. Yeah, yeah you were upset. warned. I did warn you when I was scoring it that Len had the potential to rip this film to shreds. <laughs> you've opened that gate. I can t- I can promise you this. I bet you Len was coming into this podcast going, I'm going to give this three blueberries. I can tell you that that is an absolute certainty. And look at his face. He knows I'm right. He knows I'm right. And then you, you know John, you opened the door for him to give it two blueberries and he walked through because he thought I'd better. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I, will, I, w- I will say... Uh, um, John did call it. I was coming in here to not to shock you guys. That isn't what I was trying to do. I just knew my score would shock you, and I didn't want to upset you. But yeah, three, I have. three blueberries sorry. is a shocking score for this film. You wouldn't <laughs> be happy if I gave it three, mate. So I may as well give it one. It's no difference. <laughs> that works. Yeah, tracks. Um, but can we talk about a few performances? Because I, I just wanted to, t- to touch on the, the point we made about um, the, the, the but- Buttercup as a character. Um, and uh, one, Buttercup is a horse's name. I'm adamant it's a horse's name. I'm very confused at how <laughs> that's, that is just her name. It was throwing me off the whole time. Two, um, the woman has no agency. Like the only agency she has is suicide, which I find to be <laughs> ridiculous. Um, if this film is trying to be a parody, like give her a bit more agency. Like she had no agency, and I found it very. It's jarring. not a parody. It's not supposed to be a parody. It's just. Gaz is saying be... it is meant to be a parody. I don't think it's a parody. It's not taking the piss out of fairy tales. Fairy tales. I think it a is a different version of. One. I, th- I think it's. I think it's a fairy tale that takes the piss out of itself. That's maybe the difference. But well, even uh, if it's doing that, it doesn't give her enough agency to the point where the only out she has is to kill herself. And I sat there watching it like. Is that a deadpan? De- yeah, is that a deadpan delivery on her line? <laughs> because there's a moment where she's walking with the king or something back to her chamber, and she was like, she kisses him on the cheek and says, "You've you've been so nice to me," or something. And then he says, um, "Oh," so he says something, and then she goes, "Oh, it doesn't matter because I'm going to kill myself when I get back to my chambers." And I was like, <laughs> "Jesus Christ, is that?" Did you see pan- she kissed me? <laughs> she, yes. I was like... Disgusting old the man. The tone is so off here. I'm, like, I'm very so confused. Can I can I suggest something, Len? I think your, your sort of... 
your idea is that if it's if it's a parody or it has parody elements, that the only way that it can do that is by reversing the conventions. But actually, what a lot of parodies do is they extend, they they extrapolate, and they exaggerate the the conventions. And to have a damsel in distress that is hopeless and can't do anything to help her own situation is the old trope of an old fairy tale style story. And I think that this film is exaggerating that to the nth degree. It's it's not revolutionizing fairy tales. The the only thing I'll say against that is if you watch something like Hot Shots or Spaceballs or any of these, yeah, films, they are parodies. Least, they are parodies, I don't think but this at least is. The, the female characters have a have a bit more. I, they are over the top. They're way over the top. Even something like Austin Powers, you know, they're over the top, but they have a bit more something to do and say and i just felt she, her character did nothing the whole time so that was a shame but in other good performances i don't think carrie elwes's performance as wesley is that bad um no it's excellent. i think i think he <laughs> i is think it? he that's the thing is yeah but that's the thing i think he's actually trying to be funny the whole time he's trying to be this sort of cocksure character um I can understand to some how it, it, it doesn't work, but at least he has a bit of charisma in this film, which is a charisma void at times. Um, it, 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 and obviously we'll talk about, um, uh, what's his name? Inigo is the best is the best character in the film. In my opinion, he he was elevated above everyone else for the whole time for the whole time and and his scenes actually had a bit of emotion. Um, even when he did the talk before the duel, the talk with... Um, Count Rubigan or whatever he's called. Um that that to me was good. And uh I, I really I really like an ego. And I think uh if there was a film just on an ego, I'm not saying that it's like a puss in boot spin-off from Shrek or something, <laughs> yeah, but do it. um if there was just a spin-off with him, I would totally watch it. Well there you go. Mm. Um that's what my next not all sequels are created equal is gonna be. Yeah. yeah. A spin-off. Yeah. Um does anybody else have any other performances they'd like to highlight? I think we've spoken about we've spoken about um, old mate Fazzini and, and old Wallace, mate. but um, oh yeah, any, anybody else? I, I think, like I the think... old lady that goes boo, queen of slime, queen of trash. <laughs> yeah, that is, that, that, <laughs> That's funny. When that was hap- when that was happening, Lucy, I was like, I was like what is this scene? And then just lucky it was a dream. I was like, what the fuck has been going on there? That's crazy. No, yeah, that's, um, that's, that is an interesting performance. Um, I just want to say that the rat did a really good performance in the fire swamp. Um, you would say that. Yeah, I would say that. Um, just, it, was, uh, it was Warwick Davis, wasn't it? In that's what I was going to say to you, John. John, I was literally just about to say that. It's mad that you just thought that. I wrote down a note where I was like, where's Warwick Davis? Where is he? And I, <laughs> he's in the rat suit, surely. Oh, add this to no, your cult classics. An Willow. Willow, an which is far superior to this as well. Write that down. <laughs> add that to the list. Well, we'll check. We'll check and see whether you're right or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. Um, anyway, instead, okay. what we're going to do is actually test whether you've watched this film or not. Um, are you ready yeah. for the quiz yeah i will say that obviously you have to get three out of six correct to not watch the film again um i actually genuinely don't want to watch the film again so this one will hurt yeah well if i lose 
<laughs> I I had some I had like a couple of questions and I was like right he's got I'm, you're gonna give me all the hard ones aren't you just to fuck me give off you the, now because you're annoyed. <laughs> no, I'll be fair. I'll be fair. This is a fair quiz. Um, this is a fair test. Um, so cue the music. Question number one. Andre, the giant, plays oh, Fezzik. Which country is Fezzik from? Nice and easy one to oh, start God. with. Oh, my word. It's either Iceland or Greenland. Well, take it's a shot, Greenland. Mate. It's Greenland. Greenland. Why am I saying Greenland? Is it Greenland. Wouldn't, no, it's is Greenland. that the way you should pronounce it? Greenland is okay. the correct Greenland. pronunciation, but okay. it is a sovereign nation. Um, it, it's not a sovereign nation. It is part of Denmark. So I was looking for Denmark, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> Shut up. The Greenland's <laughs> yeah, no, Green, Green, Greenland's correct. Well done. Very good. I thought that was an easy one to start off with. And yeah, well, with. it's difficult. There's a lot of weird words in this, apart from buttercup. Like Greenland. <laughs> Fred Savage uh, is playing a video game yeah. at the start of the film. What sort of video game oh. is it? Fuck. I remember seeing that opening scene and I was like... Yep, That's I would have hoped so. Game. Um, so it's like, are you looking for something like it's in a description of the game, like a brawler or a fighting game or a... Um, <laughs> Can't be more than that. Um, he doesn't want the exact game, does he? He's not playing like Golden Axe or something. That's way before... He's not playing Golding yet. No. What sort of game is it? Like a, it's a medieval game. Is it? Oh, okay. Is it? Well, yeah, it's a medi- medieval game. game. Go on then, I need a second bit. No, what it's a baseball game. Medi- it's a baseball game. It's a baseball game. It's a baseball game. Because he's a Chicago Bears fan. Oh, that was so close. Well, it wasn't close. Oof. You said well, medieval. You got, you got it wrong. No. <laughs> you said medieval. It's a baseball game. You said medieval yeah, after game. After having wrong. said medieval game. Okay, yeah, so you said, are you sure? And I changed my mind. No. I said, what What sort of medieval game? All right, so that's uh, one out of two so far. I, I don't um, think that's fair. Wesley and Inigo fight at the top of what? What is the name of the geographic feature they are fighting on top uh, of? It's the cliffs, but it's um, the cliffs or something. Uh, something cliffs. The... Is it the cliffs of baseball? <laughs> medieval no, cliffs. but I think I should be given the baseball thing. Oof. Ooh, something cliffs. Um, no idea. Uh, cliffs. <laughs> angry cliffs. cliffs. Stop saying that. A- okay. Angry cliffs. Mad. Cl- the-, the bad cliffs. Mad, the mad cliffs. cliffs. It's the cliffs of insanity. I mean, that's unlucky. <laughs> so I'm two, two, two out of three correct. Good. Yeah, to know. go on. I'll give you baseball. I'll give you baseball. Correct. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, I shouldn't, but I will. Uh, what poison? Don't say, are you sure? Not let me take it. <laughs> Didn't say, are you sure? <laughs> what poison? Listen back. Uh, what sort yeah. of poison kills Vicini? It's God odorless. Knows. It is odorless, and he's built up an immunity to it. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> hmm. The problem for you is if you mm. get this one right, I'm then going to take away the baseball yeah. one again. So. <laughs> <laughs> easy coming, easy going. 
Oh. Mate, you live in Australia, you should know this. Something... Uh, something, yeah, it is. And that, the Australian line made me laugh because they're all convicts. That also made me chuckle when he said that. Um, something iodine. Chloric so iodine. That's a, the answer is iocane. Fuck! Yeah, <clears throat> unlucky. Mm. Um, but congratulations, you get to keep the baseball answer. Uh, you've got two questions <laughs> left, and you need one of them oh, to not God. have to watch it again. And remember yeah, as well, me. fair listener, uh, nobody has failed the quiz yet. Nobody no, no has one's true. failed the quiz. That's a hard one, because that's... Yeah. ...is captured um, and taken by Count Rugen to the pit mm. of... Despair. Pit of Despair. It is the Pit Yay. of Despair. Excellent. You are now... You've uh, now got two good. correct answers and only need one more. <laughs> um, I'll try and get the last one right anyway for good measure, just so, you know, there's no... Uh, no no one writes in saying, he's fucking cheated. I thought there'd be a chance that you'd be struggling here. So, yeah, the name okay. of the country that this film oh, is Florin. set in. Very Florin. Good. Well done. Yeah. You have got three and um, a half out name. of six. You don't well need to go to Oh, that's good. Very that's good. That's good, isn't it? I'm very happy. Um, well, yeah, just about scraped it. You did. You did. Well, well. Uh, thank you for watching it. Um, you know. It, no worries. I disagree Two hours tremendously with your views on the film, but um, I'm, I'm glad that you've seen it. <laughs> and I think that you yeah. actually... When you look back and reflect on your life, it will be richer yeah. for the experience. Um, maybe, maybe in 20 years, I'll look back and go, you know, that was all right. Maybe. That's possible. Yeah, I think so. Who <laughs> knows? If you're still alive. Stick then. that on a poster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, thank you very much to you, listener, for joining on, us on this latest adventure of how the fuck have you not seen that? Um it doesn't Thanks. stop there though the fun does not stop there and next up we have got uh, somebody else who's going to dip into their closet of shame and reveal a film of shame um, <laughs> mm. so John yeah. um, enlighten us what are we watching next yeah um, Len's going to enjoy this one he's Ooh, really going to enjoy this one so uh, this is one, this actually came up in a conversation uh, just over a month ago and I was actually going to watch it um, and then I was like, you know what, I'll I'll save it for the pod. It makes sense. The next time we do one of these, I'll jump on, I'll name this film. Now, can I ask, on, in that conversation, did you pretend that you'd seen it? No, no, no. No, I, I actually said <laughs> the, the words like, well, funnily enough, that is actually a film I've not seen. Uh. And they were like, what? Oh, God, man, that is really Ricky. Oh, you've done that. And I was like, who is this person? Inigo um, Montoya. So uh, this is <laughs> a film that I would say I sort of forgot. This should have been the first film that I mentioned as part of this podcast. And this is definitely one of those films where it's like I have pretended to have seen it in the past. Um, I'm pretty sure Len knows I haven't seen it. Mm. Um, whether or not he knows that I've still not seen it is uh, is a mystery that we'll find out now. Mm. Um, but it's from one of my favourite directors. 
Um, certainly one of Len's favourite directors. Jurassic Park. And I'd probably extend that to everyone else here. <laughs> Jurassic Park, yeah. It's Robocop 3. <laughs> oh, that's um, terrible. I'll, uh, I'll get straight on with it. Um, so it's Christopher Nolan's Memento. Ooh. I've never seen it. Ooh, wow. That is mad that you've not that's, seen that film. It's it's really strange that you haven't seen that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is no, strange that you haven't seen that film. Uh, that would be a mm. good podcast because, yeah, that film is cray-cray. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to review it. I've mm. never actually discussed that film with anyone other than Gaz, really. I don't think. Yeah. So um, it'd be interesting to talk about it for sure. Can I? And can I love I just, Nolan. Can yeah, I so. just say, John? Can you put my name on that list now? Like this happens all the time. You always go, yeah, one of my favorite, and certainly one of Len's favorite directors, Christopher <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> He's my Jealous. favorite director. He's literally my favorite director. So yeah, <laughs> that's well. Yeah. Anyway, Chuck I look forward to discussing Memento with Len and some other people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyone else? Yeah. Good. Uh, because you're a normal person, Gaz. Mm. Whereas Len, he's over the top, isn't he? He'll well, be like, fair. you know, this is the best film I've seen all day. And it's like, <laughs> okay, just chill out. Yeah, not with Princess um, Bride. Yeah. I wasn't though, was I? No. So <laughs> I, I do remember, like, I do remember one podcast where at the start of the podcast he told us that this was the best animated show of all time and by the end of the podcast he was telling us about <laughs> another that is the best animated show of all time so i can't mate make you mind. Yeah. they were equal first hype beast mm. so, all right so there you go apart from princess bride other than that everything else is brilliant well what a wonderful adventure we have all had together um thank you very much to uh uh ms montoya lucy be bed to die. That sounded not Spanish. <laughs> Sorry? What was that? I said, be bed to die. But yeah, I don't know. Ah, worse. Caribbean worse fella. that time. Stop doing um, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, well, that's interesting, that is. Um, yeah. Don't know where that came from. Mm. Our, uh, our, our, our dread pirate Roberts, Mr. Roberts, John McCann. Uh, thank you, mate. Yeah. Mm. Mr. Roberts, John McCann. <laughs> 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 piss the postman yeah. off makes no sense what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> alright and you you little swamp rat Len yeah good I'll go back into my fire swamp now which was also hilarious just to reference the pyrotechnics on show in the fire swamp for a really next oh, level uh, set it design. was the 80s <laughs> yeah honestly it, that's it, not an excuse it was the style at the time it reminded me a bit of like did you? Did anyone ever go to Centre Parks? You know their swimming pools, how they had like cool things going on around yeah. the side of it. Yeah, it felt like true. I was at Centre Parks. <laughs> Centre Parks. All right. Thanks for hosting, Gaz. Yeah, right. thanks, Gaz. Thanks, gang. Sorry, thanks I shout on your film, but thanks everybody for listening. All right. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Two blueberries. Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs>